This is Dr. Charles Parker, and you're listening to Core Brain Journal. It's the place where I connect both fresh discoveries and interesting different perspectives from advanced mind science with the realities of real people and everyday life down on Main Street. Well, welcome aboard, folks. Dr. Charles Parker here one more time, and we are very pleased to have another engaging guest on the topic of CBD oil. And this guy, Josh Hendricks, is very deep in the industry. I'll introduce him to you formally in just a moment. But he is going to give us a lot of answers. We've had a number of people here on CBD issues here on Core Brain Journal. And we really want to stay on the forefront of what's going on in neuroscience. And Josh is going to help us out with that. Josh, thanks so much for coming on board. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always, uh, always happy to spread the good word. All right, so folks, what we're going to do is just have a few words from our support team, and then I'm going to come back and formally introduce Josh so you know who we're talking to. Core Brain Journal is supported by Great Plains Laboratory. They are deep international biomedical testing leaders for improved targeted mind science details. As both laboratory and webinar global thought leaders, they provide the most comprehensive set of hard data measurement tools for real biomedical answers beyond guesswork. And they also provide multiple training webinars, get this, important for both the public and medical providers on how to use that important data effectively in their offices. So check out their website for references and testing details and take note of this offer. They really are supporting us here at CBJ and they want to help you folks get to know about their particular insights. So they are offering each week a different test through Great Plains, and they've got a number of them. I should know the number, but it's a ton of different tests, and they range from in the range of a $200 to $400 or $500. So if you enter your name for the drawing, you could win one of those tests, and it's real simple. It's over at uh, Great Plains Laboratory, plural, greatplainslaboratory.com forward slash CBJ. Things like oats, which is organic acids, IgG. We, you know, we're very big into immunology over here. So that would be something to go check those folks out. Now, let me tell you about Josh. Josh is a member of the Technical Advisory Council for the National Hemp Association and a founder of the Kentucky Hemp Industries Association. He currently serves as the Director of Business Development for Z- CV Sciences, where he works with farmers, universities, businesses, and industry associations and government agencies to help them create the infrastructure necessary to establish a modern domestic supply chain for hemp in the United States, and he resides down there in Kentucky. Now, one of the things you're going to really enjoy are the details that he has outlined for us here. It was fun for me just going through the bio notes that he has, because these are ideas and thoughts that, you know, we would never know about this if he didn't bring it to our attention. And really, rather than me read them off, what I'm going to do is just get into it and and have Josh break these things down for us. I think one of the ways to really start right off the bat a good question is, you know, what is the difference between hemp and marijuana? Because so many people are wondering about what are we doing? I mean, isn't it the same thing? What's going on? So, Josh, let's start you with that, and then we'll go on down the road because uh, we really there's a lot to learn. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's good for having me on. Always happy to, to, to spread the good word and hopefully educating people about these things. You know, to, to your point about hemp and marijuana, they're both cannabis. Just like, um, you know, there's, there's various folks within the melon family 
Uh, there's obviously different breeds of dogs. You know, a Chihuahua and a Rottweiler are both dogs. doesn't mean that they are exactly the same in makeup, and that's the difference here. Hemp has been grown for its industrial uses and for its, its large-scale food production and oil production up in Canada and in various places. But, you know, what we do at CV Sciences with the hemp extracts is really kind of changing the game right now. And, and what people need to understand is that hemp is cannabis with over 0.3% THC, you know, all the way up into the 20s and 30s. Uh, with the stuff they've got going on in Colorado now. And hemp is uh, everything below that. So just like kombucha has a little bit of alcohol in it or decaf coffee has a little bit of caffeine, there's still a tiny trace amount of THC in there, but not enough to get you high or intoxicate you in any, in any way. But there is a lot of other goodies in there. There's cannabinoids such as CBD and CBG and then CBN and these other cannabinoids that are non-intoxicated but work well within the inner chemistry of the body and the endocannabinoid system, which I'm sure we'll get into. And also a lot of just goodies, just like if you juice a plant. There's lots of plant laxatives and sterols and fatty acids and things that are good for your overall health. And so you combine that with the stalk and the stem, which we've always had for fiber and food or food and fiber, whatever we're going to it in there. And you've got a, a potential here for a commodity crop that can be produced once again in America, that can be processed and bring jobs uh, back to the, you know, back to the economy. So it's good for the farmer, good for the economy. And then of course it's good for the consumer. So, uh, you know, it's a win-win situation when you're talking about hemp versus marijuana. And again, not intoxicating. I'm not against marijuana by any means, but THC is an intoxicating substance, whereas CBD and these other constituents in the hemp plant are not. So we want it to be treated like any other crop and really get people to understand the difference there. Well, you know, Josh, that's the best explanation we've had. We've had a number of people on, and I think it's somewhat reassuring to our listeners because they say it's just not addictive and it's not THC, it's CBD. But you broke it down in a very short period of time uh, into, I think the whole dog metaphor is a good one, and and I think really understanding how these uh, different species can make a difference. I was really interested in the uh, several factoids that you sent out, which to me was a, on the quasi-shock direction. And get this, folks, from 1000 B.C. until 1883 A.D., hemp was our planet's largest agricultural crop and most important industry. Isn't that, is that amazing? And that you could pay taxes with hemp throughout America for over 200 years. Now, why was it so successful? What was going on back then that we don't know about now? Well, back then, it, again, it was a materials plant, right? That sure, there was people you know, eating the seeds and stuff as more of a hobby kind of thing. But the stocks were being broken down, and that fiber was being used for everything from ropes and sails. They were using it to make the hulls of the boat stronger. It was a lot of hard work, but it was a much-needed material for, for different things back in the day. Everything from clothes to sails to ropes and, and materials, that was really being... You know, utilize like there was a need for that when we were developing as a country and going to war and things of that nature needing tents and, and all that good stuff and uniforms so it really was you know hemp was successful because of war and because of just population increase and the need for more and more stronger materials you know i so, think josh it's so interesting <clears throat> because when you say materials it's so interesting how we think reductionistically about hemp because we're immediately going to the fear factor of what it might do to harm us in some way and create a problem for us. But, you know, the issue I thought was really interesting, and this is a whole nother materials subpoint that you added in your material here, 
is Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Company, created a car in 1941, which ran on hemp. I want, I'd love to have you tell us about that. And the body was made of hemp fiber and other plant materials. I mean, how in the heck could a motor car run on hemp? What, what was in that? How did that work? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how he did it back then, but I, you know, if you buy a brand new Mercedes or BMW, your dashboard, your door panels, things like that are made out of hemp and flax mixed together. So getting, it's really, it's not that far-fetched to think of building a whole car out of it. Now, I'm sure there was some steel and things involved as well. But when you talk about how is it running, it was running on hemp seed oil, just like vegetable oil or whatever. It's really not something that is going to be the same today as it was then. So like, you know, we made ropes and sails back then out of hemp. Nylon's mm-hmm. a better option for that. Plastic took over some of the materials we're talking about. Now, we didn't know that plastic was bad for the environment or that nylon was bad for the environment back then, but we knew that it was a hell of a lot easier than hemp. Now, with technology advancements and things of that nature, we can look at hemp the same way and kind of take that same approach with a fresh, clean start that's not environmentally poor in any way. You know, it's not going to be clogging up the oceans with plastic or putting off pollutants in the air trying to make it. This is going to be a clean, efficient way to replace that stuff. We've just got to have the scale and the technology's got to kind of catch up a little bit. Well, you're in a very important catbird seat regarding the evolution of this industry and the importance of its, uh, you know, its relevance in, in medical care. You know, we at Core Brain Journal are really interested in a number of issues from depression and sleep and brain injury. And, you know, what we'd like to do is have you comment, if you would, on any of your insights. I'm sure you're in the process of educating even the uh, political folks. I was interested to see that you have hemp advocates on Capitol Hill, including Senators Mitch McConnell and Ron Paul, which to me was quite interesting over on that side of the aisle, Rand if you Paul. will. Rand Paul. Yeah, sorry. Rand Paul. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm Ron just Paul reading it. Yeah, back in the day. let's get that straight uh, now yeah, before no, he sends know, us a letter. Senator McConnell was a big fan of hemp, even back in 2014 when we got the Farm Bill passed. He just wasn't as public about it. And now I think he's starting to see how common sense this is. You know, we had, you mentioned Rand Paul and, and Rich McConnell. They don't actually agree on a whole lot. Rand Paul's the most conservative Republican in the Senate. And Senator McConnell's the most establishment Republican in the Senate, which is a little different. And then you've got Rod Wyden from Oregon, who's the most liberal person in the Senate. The three of them have never agreed on anything ever in the history of politics. But they all agree on this, because once you explain to the conservatives, look, this is not get you high. If anything, this is going to be good for the farmers. It's going to be good for the economy. All those things that go along with it. And then he explained to the liberals or the left side that, hey, this is a step in the right direction for those same exact things. These are not bipartisan. These are nonpartisan issues. Mm-hmm. And they start to see that there is no negative. You know, I, I gave a talk a couple weeks ago in L.A. to a lot of C-level folks with big natural products companies. And I said, when you look at this plant, it's good for the soil. Farmers need this opportunity. It's going to help bring young farmers back into the fold. It's going to help farms that are struggling to diversify and that need alternatives to soy and corn, which are in the, gut, in the you know, gutter right now. It's going to help economies just like it does here in Kentucky. I'm sitting outside of two different businesses here in central Kentucky that have started because of this opportunity, creating jobs and creating economic development. And then you've got folks like CV Sciences, where I work, that's manufacturing quality products that are taking technology and research to the you know, entirely new level. Then you've got the stores, the retail stores, the mom and pop health food stores that are selling stuff that 
They're hiring new people. They've never had this kind of income stream. This is the hottest product they've ever seen. This is keeping the lights on in some cases. And then you got the consumer who's buying it and is delivering on the promise of helping people feel better and helping them start a better journey towards wellness. I mean, you can't find the negative thing in there. And when you explain it to them like that, that what else? I mean, what are they going to say to you? No. So you know they're fighting the good fight now, yeah. and they're seeing all the benefits. And now you're starting to see them speak out more. Of course, election coming up helps. Whether it's this year or next yeah, year, right. election depending on the politicians. But that's kind of where we are today, and it's it's been interesting to see in my time in D.C. kind of the transformation of the establishment Republicans like Senator McConnell, and then the progressive Republicans like Rand Paul and Thomas Massey, who's hilarious, and our former Ag Commissioner who really got the whole ball rolling, uh, who's a congressman now from Western Kentucky, James Comer. It's going to be awesome to see. And I always tell people, we're going to look back in 10 years from now, we're going to look back and laugh at how hard we had to fight to legalize hemp. I mean, it's hemp. You know, not, we're not doing anything wrong here. And, and it, we're going to laugh about how silly it was and the, and the barriers we had to overcome. But it's coming. The train's already moving down the tracks. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, all those metaphors. Uh, but it's coming. It's here to stay. And, and if you want to support that, I'll give a shameless plug to hempsupporter.com and the U.S. Hemp Roundtable that we would love for you to go sign up and check out all the news there about all the inroads and the, the forward thinking that we do have. You know, I'll give you one last analogy. I always say no one's going to give you permission to change the world. And, and that's true in the sense of like Lyft and Uber. You know, when they started, they were breaking all kinds of transportation laws and rules and regulations and things. And, and what they did was they just disrupted the industry. And instead of asking for permission, they just created new rules and regulations that were better. And when they came and said, hey, hey, you're not regulated, and they said, yeah, actually we are regulated better than you. And that's what we're doing with the roundtable, and that's what we're doing with some of the research that we're trying to put our best foot forward on. So we're excited about the future, for sure. Well, now you got me going. Uh, uh, several different questions come up in that great summary. That was an excellent, very interesting insight. A couple of things come up, and I got two questions. One is regarding making the rules. Let's talk about it because most of our listeners are saying, okay, we're really interested in brain function. We wouldn't be here. We're interested in uh, emotional, cognitive issues, challenges that we see with patients in the office. And we have a number of professionals that listen and myself included. I honestly don't use it because I don't know how to use it. Okay. And I need mm -hmm. to get some education on how to use it because I'm having people come in. I have a medical colleague in town. In fact, I was just telling a patient today, I've got to go over and talk to her because she knows more about it than I do. But do you have a quick access in this? I don't mean to put you on the spot. You may not have it, but if you don't, we'll get it later. Where medical professionals can go to really get a basic understanding of what the doses are, how you use them, what are the medical indications and that sort of thing. Do you have any recommendations in that? You got to get that out of your mind. You know, it's, it's funny. And I, I'm not, I, you're a medical professional and I'm sure you think this way. There's no dose. I mean, that, that's not how this works. Okay. Everybody, you got to. Everybody's got to get that out of their head. This. Okay. Is, I mean, I think it's asinine to think that if, if me and and three people, two males, two females, big, small, black, white, etc., all went into the doctor's office with the same problem, likely, most likely, the doctor's going to give a very similar prescription. Hey, go home and take these two pills twice a day. Why we've gotten to a thought of oh that'll work on this on all these different people is crazy to me. This is an as needed thing. So. Somebody that's by size, shape, size, background, et cetera, may respond to five milligrams. And I may need 30. Really, the makeup of something that's inside you that you can't see, different gut health, different all, all this stuff. So everyone says, how much do I take? Well, I don't know. No one knows. No doctor's going to be able to tell you. It's going to be a, hey, go home and start small. 
work your way up and find that sweet spot. You know, we tell people to take the plus CBD challenge and you buy a bottle of our extra strength green spray and you take two to four sprays the first day, four to six to second, six to eight, you know, you depend on who you are and how you like to take it. Just take a different range each day and work your way up. And eventually you're going to go, man, today was a good day. Oh, that's and, interesting. And that's kind of where you want to go. And really honing in on, okay, that's a baseline, right? I mean, there's, I take a 15 milligram gold soft gel and five of our five milligram raw soft gels every day, every single morning. That is my baseline. But of course, there's days where maybe I'm a little groggy in the afternoon or maybe I need a little, you know, I'm a little ticked off or I got a conference call I don't want to be on or I'm sitting in traffic or I dropped my coffee and it spilt everywhere. You know, life is hard. Every day is a different struggle. Every day is a new day. And, and I think if you can find that baseline, and have that place to start with it, you know, with CBD as plus CBD oil as a daily supplement, and then you understand that your body is different. Sometimes you've worked out three days in a row. Sometimes you haven't. Your body chemistry is always fluid and different. I think understanding that even Epidiolex, which is an approved, soon to be approved FDA drug for epilepsy, the directions are take a drop and take a drop as needed. So you can take 10 drops, you can take five. It is not a prescription thing. And we don't need to think of this particular supplement like that. Everyone's endocannabinoid system is different. doesn't matter your background, size, shape, or what you're taking it for. If you're taking it for specific things, of course there's research out there at PubMed.gov and these other places for you to look at and kind of get a baseline. But there's nothing wrong with taking the, you know, like I said, the Plus CBD Challenge and starting with two sprays, working your way up a spray or two every day until you realize that, you know what, on day nine, I felt great. On day 10, I kind of went back down that hill. Our slogan is harness your human potential. We want you to be your best self. So it's not up to us to tell you what's going to do that for you. You got to take it and listen to your body. And that's the main thing I want people to get out is we've got to start listening to our bodies more in every aspect of life. But when it comes to supplementation, of course. Josh, you were singing from the same hymnal we sing from all the time, buddy. I'm telling you that. That is exactly what we think about everything, meds, supplements, the whole thing. And it's so refreshing to hear you say that very directly about hemp because that's exactly the CBD oil. That's exactly. And I appreciate the little titration schedule because I'm so innocent. I didn't even know where to start with a titration schedule. So, and I think I'm not unusual in that regard. I think a lot of people are wondering, okay, how do I get started? What do I do? And I think your point is so emphatically correct and excellent on the fact that each one of us are complex individuals, our metabolism changes dramatically, and we just have to start low and go slow and work our way into what's going to actually work. Find out what the objective is, know what the target is, then dial it in very carefully, and you just gave us a way to do it. I think that's great. Two to four sprays, I think that's really good good advice. You do it, do you change you like two to four sprays in like two days? I'm sorry to get so specific. But you tell me what your titration schedule is again, because I got the spray. Yeah, I just, go ahead. I would just go up a spray every day. Okay. Right. Or, you know, two or two sprays is one spray, essentially, because that's how we count them in terms of servings. I got you. Um, so, yeah, I would do two sprays, four sprays, six sprays, eight sprays, which is oh, I got three you. milligrams, six milligrams, nine milligrams, 12. And let's say you land on 15 milligrams a day all in the morning is your best bet. Well, we have a, a 15 milligram pill you can take every day instead of trying to remember the sprays. Then you can keep those sprays around for the afternoon and the evenings as needed, you know. And there's, you know, we have different colors and they, they do different things. You know, our raw, because it's mostly in its acid form, is really more like an herbal aspirin. 
gut health, nausea, menstrual cramps, workout recovery, inflammation in general. I think with with folks with ADD and in high doses, CBDA can be very uplifting because of the inflammation factor. But then we move into our green, which really is the daily supplement. That's the spray we're talking about. That's for people that just have everyday stress and anxiety and minor and acute things that they're trying to fix that just want to feel better. And then we go to our gold where you're talking about more of a concentrated cannabinoid content, less you know, less of a full plant extract, more focused on the cannabinoids, more bang for your pack and more of a punch. But if you have serious issues, that's what you need. And so 15 milligrams of gold versus 15 milligrams of green is only going to be slightly different. Still 15 milligrams of CBD, but the rest of that content is going to be in there. So you got to find that sweet spot. And that's the thing with the green. It's right in the middle. So if you get to where... Oh, you know, I really felt fast when I was taking 20 sprays a day. Guess what? We're going to move you up into that gold category and at least see if you like it and if you can save some money by buying less. But if you're, you know, if you're somewhere in that 10 to 20 milligram range with the green sprays, we can put you into a capsule or soft gel. And then some people just like the raw. They're yogis, they're vegan, they rock climb, their body is a temple. They really just want the, instead of taking ibuprofen, they want to take a raw extract. So it's a little something for everybody. And, and I use all three different products and all, all for different purposes and different times of the day. So really just got to find that sweet spot. And then top of all that, we got a bomb topical that's really wonderful for achy joints and necks. And I always say my, all my friends have two-year-olds and the, the moms carrying around those fat babies love the gold bomb. So something else to think about. That is fantastic. Now, the only thing I'm going to ask you, sorry to keep asking you for stuff, but do you have all that in a PDF by any chance? If I go to over, <laughs> if I go to. Yeah, we got some documents. Uh, you know, you're a practitioner. We got some, our sales team's got some stuff we can give you in terms of the des- descriptors of kind of each each color, why, and the, the whole yeah, uh, titration I'm, chart. I want to get hooked up with them. I'll, I'll give them a call and get that because I'd like to include it in the show notes. Because yeah, yeah I th- for sure. I think people want the instructions. I mean, me, because I've been a titration nut my whole life, you know, getting the dose right has really been meaningful right. and customizing it exactly for everybody that walks in the door, regardless of their size, sex, age, whatever. And I'm, I'm on it. And one of the reasons I'm very successful at what I do is because I customize every dose, every visit. And I know enough to know what the targets are. And then I know enough to ask the questions very methodically and clearly and then all I have to do is know what to expect from the product. And, and so that information will be helpful. And I would, I would really welcome and look forward to it. It'd be good. Yeah, happy to do it. So listen, we're going to take a quick break. And, but when we come back, I'm going to ask you an, another important question. And that is the whole availability thing. How, and this is going to be easy for you, but I know it's not going to be easy for our listeners from the point of view. They want this information and they need this information. Let's talk about, when we get back, the availability and how they order it, where they can order it, what they can do, what the states are, that they can, any of that kind of stuff. We need to see where the availability might change. And I'm going to extend that question to even ask you globally. We're in um, 106 countries with Core Brain Journal. So we're going to ask you that question. And folks, we'll be back in just a moment with the answer to that question. Today, the world of mind, science, psychiatry, and mental health is rapidly changing with innovative, comprehensive testing that takes both patients and practitioners into a new world of measured details with useful, understandable, and remarkably actionable plans. The key phrase here is cost-effective. 
Testing also introduces a key parallel word for predictability. Psychiatric treatment failure, especially after multiple medications and or brief hospitalizations, arises directly from the complexity of measurable brain-body imbalances and impediments that explicitly interfere with medical outcomes and create costly difficulties with inadequately informed supplement and medication trials over time. Great Plains provides a leadership team of biomedical experts with advanced laboratory insights approved nationally both by the FDA and CLIA laboratory certifications and is available internationally for both public and medical professions. Great Plains Laboratory is the primary laboratory we've used at CoreSight for years with excellent customer service for both patients and medical colleagues. They are on the spot, they get it every time. In addition, they provide exemplary training modules, which are webinars and conferences, in an effort to broaden practice perspectives wherever you live. Do follow up on one of these complimentary test offers today at httpgreatplainslaboratory.com forward slash CBJ. Yeah, that's Core Brain Journal CBJ. Well, folks, welcome back. We have Josh Hendricks here, and he is a member of the Technical Advisor Council for the National Hemp Association. We've been really interested in this conversation. And Josh, we took a little, should have prepared you for the silence. I apologize because we got to fit that little mid-roll in there, but it doesn't matter. We'll get it done. So the question that we're asking about is availability, where they can get it, whether it's stateside. Do they have any states that have a problem with it? Are there, How about globally? That's a big question. Let's kind of run into that because I think there are people who are going to be interested in this once we are able to provide the information. Yeah, we're a hemp drive CBD company, and so we, we'd like to push the envelope as much as possible because that's what we do. So our risk tolerance with CBD is, is different than companies that do other things that are thinking about dabbling in this, this business. But we've also, you know, we've done our homework. We understand what we're doing, why we're doing it, and we understand, like I said earlier, that this is coming. This is not something that needs to be worried about in terms of legality. It's going to happen because we're not doing anything wrong. We're not hurting anybody. It's totally safe, all those good things. So, you know, you can go to pluscbdoil.com anytime and order online to any state, pluscbdoil.com. We also do, we're in over 2,000 health food stores across the country. Uh, We're in another, you know, thousand plus practitioners offices like yourselves across the country, various states. Now, if you go to, I mentioned earlier, hempsupporter.com and you look at some of the other, some of the issues in the news section of what we've dealt with in California or Ohio or Indiana or Minnesota or uh, Wisconsin or whatever, you see that there are issues that pop up. There are questions that come up from attorney generals and governors and different folks. And they, whenever that happens, it always ends up in our favor. You know, it's not like I'm not saying there's a fight or a battle or anything. It's just we go in, we educate. They realize that they got you know, better stuff to worry about. And there's never there's either no enforcement or the enforcement is reversed and changed around to where they're like, okay, y'all, you know, let's just try to figure out a way to regulate. Indiana is a prime example. Indiana, we had some product seeds, questions with our product. We went in, we educated, we showed them the test results. They tested themselves. They all kind of said, hey, this is silly, but we do need a clear-cut thing. We went in and CB Science has fully funded the lobbying efforts there. We passed a bill that actually, like I mentioned earlier with Uber, went above and beyond. It said, you know, we're going to put a QR code on our bottles so that you can bring up a website 
put in that information from the batch number and everything and get the test results right there to know what you're getting is clear cut. That's unheard of in the supplement industry, but because they're so questionable and has the stigma around it, we're going to have to go above and beyond when it comes to regulation. So just proving that we're, we're on the bleeding edge of this and showing these states and these local officials, municipalities and places, just like Uber had to do, that, hey, this is on the up and up, and you know whether you like it or not, this is here to stay. So here, we'll just have over-regulate ourselves to keep everybody happy. So you're seeing that a lot. But there are states like South Dakota and other places where some poor medical cannabis laws have been passed that kind of take control of CBD and put it in this dark dispensary world that actually doesn't exist. You know, there's a lot of states that have laws where, hey, you can get CBD as long as you have a medical reason and as long as it's from a dispensary. And guess what? We don't have any dispensaries. Already doctors that will prescribe CBD. So all these questions have to be solved, and we're taking it one, one state at a time, one day at a time for sure. That's great, Josh. Now, folks, those of you listeners, what happens is I'm going to just spell this out for you. Plus CBD oil is spelled out that way. P-L-U-S-C-B-D-Oil.com is the, uh, he was saying it kind of quickly, and I just wanted to make sure that you knew how to chase that down if you're in your car going to work. Good call. Get the whole thing done. And you were breaking up just a little bit, not much, but I didn't quite get the global picture. Do you Can you send it? to Japan, for example. What happens there? I wouldn't. The, the international uh, and exporting of hemp products is tricky in general. Mm-hmm. And if you can prove in a lot of countries, you have to prove that it's from the seed and the stock. We know that our product is from seed and stock, but also from floral material or, or aerial parts, as we like to call them. And I'm not going to lie on a Japanese customs form because I don't want to end up in a Japanese prison. So the international trade is tricky. But as you start to see this develop in the in the U.S. and in other countries, it's going to be just like anything. I mean, we export beef and corn and yeah. you know all these other things. You're going to see the same thing with hemp and finished goods. I think in the you know in the next three to five years for sure. Okay, so now let's go to one little hard question. It's not a little hard question. It might be a little hard question <laughs> for you, but I think people are wondering. Okay. This sounds really very interesting. And I'm going to tell you right straight up, Josh, you know this already. You've heard it from a number of practitioners. Uh, what's amazing to me, I'm not writing for it. I don't know how to write for it, as I've said. I'm going to, now that you've told me, I know what I can do with it. But I think an interesting thing is we see a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, this just changed my life. I mean, I had trouble sleeping. I had trouble with anxiety. And they actually started, in a way, knowing less than I did, but have had big turnarounds without a lot of uh, problem. I think the one thing that I want to ask you before we get off, as we're winding down here a little bit, which is, and I'm not really trying to put you on the spot. I'm trying to really just make sure to answer the questions for every listener out there that say, okay, but, and the issue is, what do we have to look out for in our practices as patients, as individuals who use this? Are there any negatives that we need to say, hey, this is something that we want to pay attention to long-term, short-term? What, are there any negatives whatsoever that we need to go on the record about rather than just coming in and appearing to dance the dance? In terms of legality? or No, legality, or? I got that, because that's beyond you and me. That's a separate question. Medically, are there any medical issues that we say, hey, the person can well, get a, what, a loser hair, I whatever? Think, yeah, I think, and I'm glad you bring this up, because we were the first, our gold extract, our strongest uh, you know, product, was went through a rigorous three years of self-affirmation grass, which is generally recognized as safe, meaning we did all this adverse event reporting where our customers, you know, we did testing and 
had them revert. You had some diarrhea, some nausea, some anxiety caused by taking too much CBD, and so definitely some somnolence, which you know is basically I always say feeling like you just ate too much Thanksgiving dinner. But other than that, you look at our adverse event reporting compared to Tylenol. I mean, people died when Tylenol first came out. Yeah, because they were taking it with with you know other issues combined, and there's certainly you know you don't want to take it with blood thinners, which you don't take any supplements with blood thinners. Uh, you know, the normal stuff there, but we're not seeing any negative stuff. You know, I mean, we're not seeing anything major, at least, that, that needs to be, doc, you know, brought up every single time. Right. So the now, only thing there is, is the, bro- given- the blood thinners. I just want to stop on that for a moment. So yeah. there is. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, for that, sure. That's any supplement, you know. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure we got that on the on the record. Boom. Okay. Moving on. Sorry about that. And, and, you know, I had Dr. Michael Lewis, I'm not sure it's the same one that you mentioned earlier, the author of When Brains Collide. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and he's a friend. And I had him on my radio show, and he said, everybody wants to know what to take this for. And he said, I'm giving it to people for all kinds of stuff. And he names off 15 different prescription drugs. He said, if they're taking any of those, I say, hey, however many you're taking, take one gold soft gel instead. He goes, nine times out of ten, they never go back. He said, everybody wants to know, well, it's so expensive, and there's this sticker shock, and there's this question. And he said, if I told you, and he's talking to me, he said, if I told you you could spend two, three, five dollars a day even, and you could take this pill or sprays or droppers or whatever it is you need, and it would improve your quality of life 10 to 15%, would you do that? And I was kind of paused, which as you know is great for radio, <laughs> and he kind of spoke back up and he, he said, think about it this way. He said, how many people buy a Coke or a Starbucks or a pack of cigarettes or a bag of chips or whatever? thinking that, hey, I need this every day just to put a smile on my face or to whatever. And he said, and I was like, yeah, I guess when you put it that way, if it was guaranteed 10 to 15% quality of life improvement, maybe even 20, he said. I was like, I would do that, you know, because maybe you make that much more money or that much happier, your relationship go that much better. And he said, that's what we got to get people to understand because the reality is most of these people are having 40, 60, 80, 100% quality of life improvement, and it's costing them three, four, five maybe six bucks a day. And that's what we've got to get people to understand. No matter what your ailment, what your life, your health situation is right now, this can be something that really is just a quality of life improver and a step in the right direction to where people that hadn't gotten out of their house in months are going to the gym. You know, I mean, just crazy changes. So getting people to understand from that perspective, I think is important too. Well, it really is. And one of the things we like to do, we did this with Dr. Lewis and and Josh, I'm looking forward to having some of this information with you because, you know, there's a whole group of people out there that still needs. You've said a lot of stuff that's very provocative and useful. And I know it has one of my favorite words is utilitarian value. I just love the fact when somebody says something, here's actionable, here's something you can do. Instead of being stuck with whatever, you can use something that's not going to harm you that would be easy to use, relatively low cost. And we've already seen in the short period of time that's really been out there, we've seen people turn around with it. The point I was going to raise with Dr. Lewis is we have a whole number of uh, peer-reviewed references linked on his show notes. And we're going to try to get some. You sent us a whole lot of uh, links for your material, and they're all going to be on the show notes, folks. If you're driving in your car, you want to come over to this particular episode with Josh Hendricks. And we'll have all the lists of contact points and so on that, that you can really get in there. And if your professional is worried, they can, get, they can get tight with it and think about it with you so they can move forward rather than just having it be a talk on the podcast. So you can really get into the data and really deal with what's going on. 
So we're gonna we're gonna include that, Josh. I appreciate your uh, you bringing it up. And I think any yeah, other cautionary good. notes you want to close on before we go, because I think it's you're the guy that's out there all the time talking with people about this concerns, issues, things that people need to pay attention to, anything else on your mind? Yeah, I think as the popularity of CBD continues to grow, there's so much more out there on the market and different price points and things. I think everybody needs to be weary of crappy products. I mean, quite frankly, there's a lot of stuff out there that's not being tested. It's not being held accountable, if you will, from where, where's the material coming from to what's it testing at? Are there heavy metals? Are there pesticides? Those type of things. So, you yeah. know, if you are going to try non-plus CBD, you know, products that are plus CBD oil, you want to make sure they're reputable folks. And the U.S. Hemp Roundtable, HempSupporter.com, is certainly a place to go and look for folks that are pushing this industry in the right direction. But when it comes to plus CBD, I think you have the, the widest range of products, the most, the most opportunity. We've got our new gummies that are out now uh, for folks that are looking for that. So just a lot of cool stuff going on at, at CB Sciences. And, and check out pluscbdoil.com. I guess... Uh, shameless plug, I have a radio show called The Hemp Happy Hour. You can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, or HempHappyHour.com if you're interested in more hemp information. It'd be good for you to listen to, Doc. Um, I appreciate so, it. I'm, yeah, check that out. I uh, just wrote it down. I'm going to make sure I get it in the show notes, and I definitely will listen to it. I appreciate it. It's very interesting. One final note as we're winding down here, and you said something about gummies. What is your recommendation over there at Plus CBD Oil about how young you would go any cautionary notes with the age of younger individuals who are having challenges with sleep, for example, agitation? you have any thought about that? We put over 18 uh, as a, as a you know, disclaimer. I think with the parents' approval, anything, you know, you're buying this at a health food store. I mean, there's kids that drink kombucha for various reasons. So I, I don't see any problem with it, if, as long as the parent's okay with it. But, yeah, I think uh, once you get to the college age, your kids, your, your brain, you know, really – the brain's developed and all that good stuff. So it's, it's more of a supplementation type thing. Yeah, we see so many people that have, the meds are helpful. I'm on that nether world because meds are helpful and I've seen them helpful for so many people. But I also know the limitations of them. And what happens is the medication will work, but a person could have significant side effects. And the issue is really how do we diminish the side effects? Well, one way is to look at all the antecedents that are causing the side effects you know, the body activities are the main reasons of their side effects. But in addition, I think there's probably an opportunity here to really look at some of the uh, agitation that one could get, even for, from like stimulant medications, for example, that are going to help a person cognitively to be able to actually have the cognition without popping out the top and uh, with anxiety. It's a, it's a thought. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Josh, thank you so much for coming on board. I really appreciate you taking the time. It was very interesting. You shed a lot of light on a lot of things that we didn't quite cover in some of the other meetings. And this has been very productive and very helpful. And I just want to thank you. And anytime you have something else, hey, Parker, here's something else we can talk about. Give me a call and we'll get you on. Happy to do it, man. Thanks for helping us spread the word. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Cobrain Journal. We're working every day behind the scenes to bring you reports that connect research benches with those street trenches. Here we share the complexity of mind science because as you know, details really do matter. One of the most pervasive misunderstood challenges is how commonplace medications like those written for ADHD are used so regularly without clear guidelines. If you think you'd like more specifics, take a minute to download my two-page PDF 
packed with video links and references on the absolute essentials of how to start ADHD medications. They're easily available at corebrainjournal.com forward slash start. Thanks for listening. Do connect and stay tuned. Together we can make a difference.